0: What's all the NADA show buzz about? Hey, what's going on? It's industry trends, EV, AI, online retailing, digital marketing, fixed ops. You want to stay tuned to learn more about how to grow your business and get the most out of this massive live event NADA show. Happy New Year ecosystem and welcome back. If this is your first time, please do feel welcome Uh, We're going to have a great show tonight. Please do leave a like. If you get a chance, you can click share, you can click copy, grab that YouTube link. If this is your first time, please do feel welcome. What we've got tonight is I've got always have the auto logistics news here coming up in a few minutes. We're going to do NADA show education and networking. We're also going to talk about the Inflation Reduction Act. Oh boy. Uh, commercial EVs, EV delays, and then at the quarter hour, I've got a feature interview with Steve Rustler of Drive Centric, And then we're going to grow our NADA show, Buzz Panel, with Tim Skoutilis of Max Digital, Nick Johnson, Penns Automotive. It's going to be a great show, so uh, you're going to want to stick around for all of that. I say here, let's do this. Let's go right into it. Oh, wow. That's what the fastest intro, I think, yet. But we're going to need that time, I'm pretty sure. So here it is, show three, two, seven in a row on a Tuesday night. Let's see, let's go ahead and we got the digital bell. We still have that. Uh, we're featuring Steve Ressler, DriveCentric CRM. If you're not familiar with Steve, uh, he is really into social media engagement. The live with Drive guy, his own hashtag. He is. Everywhere, and uh, they've got an amazing facility in St. Louis. They do a lot of dealer training and events, and um, and he is, he is, um, he's a heck of a character. We're lucky to have Steve alive on the show with us tonight. In fact, he got airtime at the Nashville Big Bash the other night. I mean, I don't know how he does it, but that's Steve Wrestler. If you want to learn more about Drive Centric and you're going to learn more tonight uh the ai solution powering the automotive industry hey what's going on car hauling with chip is here and uh rod hamill and Kimberly's in the live chat awesome so please say hello in the live chat happy new year to everybody we also have tim scoutilis with max digital and we're going to learn more about max digital max digital showroom inventory dealer management and uh Penn's automotive nick johnson is here with us because this is if you are looking to learn more about how to talk to dealers cc transport chris chamberlain what's going on you guys you want to do business with dealers and nada show is in a month so we are going to focus on the dealer vertical a lot this month in january i think January has become a dealer vertical month, uh, if if not other months in the year. But um, for sure, we want to continue talking about the dealer vertical. You know, I talk about the ecosystem, new cars, used cars, automakers, auctions, brokers, carriers, dispatchers, equipment regulations, etc. We do all of it here. We are the ecosystem's neutral zone. Mic check, one, two, three. We're okay? All right, cool. Because we're square in the middle of all of it and we talk about all of it and we want you to You you can raise your hand and ask a question Uh, If you want to learn more about Travis and dealers link that was last Tuesday night I've got had a lot of uh, YouTube shorts coming out in fact This one I I dropped this one today Which big auto transport broker gets acquired this year and what's interesting. I'm glad I didn't say the broker That I think um, there's well there's two things to say what brokers gonna get acquired and what brokers gonna acquire them right and I'm I'm not saying that I'm not saying the names that I think I think there are different names out there but already somebody has emailed me hey uh, can you tell me who you're talking about because uh, in sales at 10% Commission Money is pretty tight. Working entry-level pay is killing us. And I tell you, I thank you. Thank you for sending me that email. The, these are important topics, and people are listening. And that is awesome, because we are following the disconnect between sales and operations, and that's real. That's where the rubber meets the road, and that's what we do. So uh, I had the Christmas show the other night, and as I said, it wasn't a Christmas party, It was more of uh, Jay alone in a warehouse at a podium uh, talking about the ecosystem. Because that's what, this is what changed. Change is, man, it's a rocky ride. And um, we we go through change here. We embrace it. We adapt. We have to. That's what life is all about. And every time you you make a hard turn, you know, a couple people fall out of the bus. I guess. So, um, anyways, that was an interesting show. Also, um, if you missed Retailing Fresh Inventory with Gail Rubenstein, she was on. That was a really interesting show. And that was a lot of information about CentralBot, Central Dispatch. Boy, there's more of that coming around. Let's go into some news now. Let's do this. Really, Jay? You haven't even started the news? Okay, so top story last week let's get that digital belt top story last week was the uh cox automotive report come down from favorable market making dealers pessimistic and i and i and i honed in on that word pessimism and if you recall i was i was a touch giddy because I, i i appreciate you know that any any amplitude wavelength whatever has ups and downs but we seem to have so many ups it's hard to see the downs, and, and, and it's interesting because now we're back out of the down all of a sudden. Uh, U.S. auto sales expected to finish up more than 11% uh, year over year. Well that was a quick down, which there's something to that. Anyways, let's keep going. NADA Show 2024, it's in a month, and what you want to do is go to the website. Go to NADAshow.com, is it? Really, Jay, you don't even know? I've Googled it enough times. Here, I'll grab the link. Oh, it's NADA.org slash NADA show. There you go. Link is in the live chat. Go ahead and you can click on that and follow along at home. What you want to do is click learn. And um, you'll see different education types. They have a lot of workshops and super sessions. And man, I mean, this it, it it is amazing how big this show is. Sessions and session tracks and type of sessions your first year you you can't even you can't even grasp it all you just want to hang on to it's like a it's like a white water ride and here comes a 50 foot wave there is so much that's just that's not even all the sessions the first day by the way so uh dive in and learn then you want to click on the expo click on the expo and if you go click on the exhibitors now this is friday february 2nd ten to six Saturday working hours Sunday ends at 2 30 three full days man it is enough you'll, you'll be tired if you spend the whole day walking the expo hall and it's it's so you click on the exhibitor list and the floor plan and this is yeah you're it's all in packed in two halls the west I think the west hall's the the main area oh my gosh I mean, you can see look you got the automakers you got dude Ford, GM Toyota. CDK Global, Reynolds and Reynolds, Stellantis—those are just the ones you can read. Massive booths. It's like mats, except instead of truckers, everybody sells cars and is on the phone all day. And it's it's something else to see. So you got to go, go check it out. What I want you to do is stick around to this show tonight and and learn what to do at the show. Now I realize if you didn't book your room already and all that stuff, you're probably you know probably not going this year but maybe next year you'll see the world's tallest spinning display maybe let's talk about the inflation reduction act um a year of we're going to take a look back on 2023 automakers car dealers ev stakeholders i know this is you don't i know i i really don't really want to read this but i'm going to because we're going to keep seeing this IRA, Inflation Reduction Act. You're hearing about it. You probably have already heard about it in the primaries, or you're going to, or whatever. All right, roughly $370 billion in energy and climate spending, including Inflation Reduction Act, (laughs) right? Uh, Including lucrative tax credits to ramp up U.S. battery production as well as consumer incentives to drive EV adoption. I know. Uh, You had, in January, EV tax credits... What they did is they took away the 200,000 vehicle per automaker sales cap. That brought Tesla GM back in. Um, uh, Let's see, new restrictions on sticker price, buying income take effect under the Section 30D credit. That's gonna pop up again later in a pop quiz. The American Vehicle Security Act would amend the Inflation Reduction Act 30D tax credit, told you. Uh, effective date of the required battery sourcing no longer tied to the Treasury's release of proposed guidance on the restrictions. I know, bedtime story stuff. Treasury modifies classifying vehicles price caps 30d tax credit, uh, which limits sticker price no more than eighty thousand for new pickups, SUVs, vans. And we're gonna ask the panel later. They're and actually they're the ones taking the pop quiz. We'll check in with Tim and Nick and see what they can tell us about the 30-D tax credit. Uh, Let's see. Oh, and there's a portal. In September, they said the Treasury says participating dealers will be able to register via an online IRS portal. Oh, boy. Dealers can expect to be reimbursed for transferred credits within 72 hours of submitting advance payment. Treasury Energy Departments uh, issue vital guidance for automakers on how to strictly they will enforce the 30D tax credit Uh, foreign entity of concern which blocks tax credits for EVs that contain battery materials from foreign adversaries such as China oh boy China enters the picture in fact you're gonna this I'm sure this will be in the primaries this was in today's news on Automotive News electric car models eligible for 7,500 tax credit Uh, Cut to 13 models. New rules exclude from the tax credit vehicles that use battery components made by Chinese
1: manufacturers.
0: How about commercial vehicle makers dive into EVs, environmental regs, and large purchase incentives fuel the market for EV vans and trucks? Increasingly stringent state and federal environmental regs combined with corporate sustainability goals. I know. It's hard. It is hard. Jay. I just want to move some vehicles. I don't really want to know all this stuff. I oh, know. Get the podcast. Uh, have created a rapidly developed market for zero emission CMVs, including everything from delivery vans to work trucks to big rigs, right? How's your range anxiety? Oh, oh, oh. oh. There's got to be a drug for that. The market is fueled by government-backed incentives, including those of the Inflation Reduction Act. They range from 7500 for class vehicles. And I know they get in different weights. I'm not going to read all the minutiae. But here's a look at some product plans. Battle Motors. I have not heard of Battle Motors. So here's a news flash. Battle Motors, um, the new Philadelphia, Ohio company, launched production to the EV City Tractor. An electric platform that can work with Class 6, 7, and 8 trucks tailored for urban delivery and logistics. Ah! Somebody's going to be driving an EV Battle Motors EV platform with a range of 100 to 200 miles, depending on configurations and gross vehicle weight rating, 50,000 pounds. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess that's why it's 100 100 to 200 miles. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Bollinger, powered by lithium iron phosphate batteries with a cab source from Chinese manufacturer. What, you didn't get the memo? see how it comes around it didn't take long bright drop gm brand zevo 600 electric last mile delivery van which made me think of you know you're seeing a lot of the rivians so how many more entrants are there and man how complicated is this and can you start it in the cold i don't know um let's see oh ev tax credit 30d (laughs) Man, everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna have flying colors on this quiz. Hey, uh, news! I saw. This, okay, this is news. Customers want more car loan information online. Okay, is this an ad? Because I thought we already all knew that. Car shoppers want to know their exact payment and trade-in values before visiting a dealer. Yeah, I know. Like, there's ads about it. You make the deal you want. You at drive time, you make the deal yourself. And you can customize, and I'm sliding on the price, right? Is this news? You make the deal yourself. Where are you? I, I don't know. I already, uh, where's the, uh, I don't have the applause button anymore. On that. You make the deal yourself. Um, let's see. I think this is kind of our final story. EVs contribute to delayed vehicle launches. 34% of all vehicle launches. A third of all vehicle launches. Launches experienced production delays last year. Wow. Wow, that's great. In November, Tesla finally released the Cybertruck. That was supposed to come out in 2021. In October, GM announced it would delay the launch of Equinox, Silverado, and Denali. In July, Volvo delayed production of the new EV Crossover EX90. A delay of 12 months can cost an automaker up to 200 million. Oh my gosh. Tell that to Sean Fain. On personnel, prototypes, logistics. That same delay, then the Oh, man, and that trickles down to the supplier. In November, Ford projected it would lose $4.5 on EVs. Holy mackerel, this is crazy. These are crazy numbers. Oh, by the way, investigators rule a massive fire at a car auction in Denton County. This was over the Christmas holiday. It is an accident, and authorities say it was started... Oh, no. In the battery area of one car. And it went to 56. Oh, I'm sorry. 57 other vehicles. See so, yeah, how sorry about that. Boy, EVs. Man, just crushing it in the news. That's great. Uh, Leverage ATI in your business. I don't ship cars. We move information. And it is now time. You know what time it is. It's time to get your ELD punch. Get ready because Steve Wrestler's up next with drive centric stick around we're going to be right back
2: are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone call murphy auto dispatch services today murphy auto dispatch services has over 15 years in the transport industry we are your office while you are on the road we book We verify and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today.
3: Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto quoting software on the market and the only auto quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the US. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our Price Watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job.
0: Don't lose any more sleep worrying about missing leads. Get Transport Auto Quoter to quote the right price The first time, anytime, run your business with TAQ. Visit TransportAutoQuoter.com. By the way, thank you so much. What's going on? Oh, wait. Here we go. Wait. wait. Mark Rodeke is making martinis in the Super Chat. Okay, here we go. It is now time. Please do homie, wish a very warm welcome to our guest, the one and only... Steve Wessler of Drive Centric, dude what's up bro what how you doing man
1: uh just hanging out man what is is it it, see the new year screwed me up is it Tuesday Wednesday I don't even know know
0: actually it's very strange because it is only the second but it feels like maybe it's already like the seventh or the eighth yeah right I don't know what I think it's the transfer portal on the Dr. Pepper Fansville ad. Did you see that? I did. Not see that. Did you watch any football? Watch? I, watched, I watched a lot of football this week.
1: I well, I was out of town quite a bit, but uh I was going to Kentucky, then we it was nuts. So I, I didn't get to watch any football on Sunday. But now I'll have to watch the Dr. Pepper commercial.
0: Oh dude, Fansville, I'm a huge fan. And you, yeah. so you
1: ended up on
0: the Nashville Big Bash?
1: Yeah. What's up yeah. with that? Tell me more. So yeah, just <laughs> dude, how funny is this? So, you know, we moved to Nashville, we're looking for things to do. And my wife found this thing, Audience uh, 615. I guess I shouldn't really tell everybody, uh, but I'll tell you, it's a different area code. But anyway, um, but you get free tickets and you go in and you're seat fillers for stuff. So we got to go to one of the New Year's Eve parties and for free, instead of paying like 150 bucks a ticket, and we were up there with Old Dominion right there by the stage and filling seeds, got on TV. It was a blast, man. I mean, I was just like, so this is pretty
0: cool. That's actually, I had no idea because, so when I was in LA, I mean, there's, they're constantly giving out tickets for stuff. Yeah. like that. Yeah, because they need seed fillers, <laughs> right? The whole front area, it, yeah. it's all extras.
1: Well, there's there's people that paid, but right, a lot of people okay, didn't right. pay, because there, there were like six venues going on. So it was the wildest thing. But anyway, but yeah, we got to be a whole bunch of people. Um, like we're, we try to, we're filling in, Alabama is having a 50 year, I guess, party, and they're doing it in downtown Nashville. So we applied for that. So you never know, maybe we'll be on TV for that one.
0: Okay, and your daughter is a rock star.
1: Oh, um, Thank you. Right okay let's do
0: them. no really yeah and actually okay i i listened to the beginning of uh i don't know what what's her what's her single right now what's going well there's two
1: of them she has simulation and then she has um oh what's the other one the first one she um is it jenna jenna
0: jenna wrestler
1: jenna wrestler yeah please everybody follow her don't follow me follow her okay all right okay good
0: okay so that brings us back to you then all right so what's the deal what do you you speak a lot you're very visible what's going on what's your what are your main messages
1: well you know the it's kind of interesting because i i had um, a message for 2023 which you know you'll probably appreciate this jay because i never even told you this but my message doing my, all these podcasts and things like that was in 2023, coming, you know, in, end of January, I was saying the you know, the Jedi Knight salespeople are, you know, going to come out and the job of the Huts will be exposed. Yeah. So when it comes to like car sales, because, you know, the, just the gravy train is over with. Now everybody's got to work and they got to sell cars. Everybody's not making the money they were. Um, This year, my mission with our company, uh, we're going out there teaching more conversational commerce sales versus transactional commerce sales. And in this digital world and everybody's wanting to buy stuff remotely and the conversations are happening more in what we call the digital showroom. They're texting or emailing, trying to get out there and uh, educate people on how to create good conversations digitally, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it does, and so it's actually, I I love it when you say the gravy train is over, then it really must be,
1: I mean, you are in touch, right? I mean, you are, this is your wheelhouse. Yeah, well, I mean, we get to hear, yeah, I mean, I call on dealerships all across the country, and, you know, it's hard. I mean, everybody is, you know, everybody's just had it so nice for, what, three, four years, and now people are having to rework, and, salaries are going down, you know, and things of that nature. Floor plans, I just learned a little bit about floor plans are going to make an impact this year. Um, still trying to learn a little bit about that, uh, getting more on that business side with the dealers. But, but at the end of the day, you know, people are going to buy cars from who they like, period, And a story. And we have to build relationships. And I think that's what we're trying to do is go back and start educating people on how to build relationships. But it all starts digitally, just kind of like You know, you're dating somebody on Bumble or something. You can't go out there and say, hey, would you like to go out for a drink as your first line? It won't work. So, I'm, all right, good. I'm glad we're talking about
0: this. One is, I want to go back to, uh, I want to talk about relationships. I don't want to miss that one. But I want (laughs) to talk about, okay. Can you give me, like, three details that say, that point to, we had a gravy train. And then 3 details tells the point to we don't have a gravy train. Are there specifics that, that signal that truth?
1: Well, I, I think that, uh, this day and age with it. Now, inventory is coming back, so there's a flood of inventory, right? I can go buy a car from wherever. Inventory was always, you know, just scarce, right? I think that's the major part. Inventory has come back. So that's what everybody's got to work for. I mean, I used to see where, you know, customers would be, you know, typing in, hey, I'm very interested in that car. The salesperson would reply back, sorry, it's been sold. They don't try to put them on another car. So now we could go out there and we can, you know, let's say, talk to the customer about, hey, look, you know, yeah, that car is here. We also have other cars that don't fit your needs. So you can go down, that's inventory was so bad that it was just so easy. You close your eyes and make okay. a okay. Okay, there we go. Right, yeah. The dartboard was—you could
0: close your eyes, hit a bullseye, not a problem. All right. What well, now? Relationships. Relationships. It gets said so much that now I'm going to be a stickler. And I sat in on a session where you pointed out how you need to follow through and communicate mm-hmm. that just because someone's interested doesn't mean they're ready to buy you need to continue the conversation, say the right things. What does that look like?
1: Well, today's a great example, right? I mean, like, look, I'm, I'm calling on dealers, right? So do you think I'm going out there saying, hey, when are you ready to buy a CRM? Hell no. My communication is, hey, happy New Year's. How was your New Year's? I'm not doing anything with business. I'm just building a relationship. Or, hey, did you do anything exciting for New Year's? You know, uh, would you, you know, happy holidays, you know, how was your family? Did you do anything good with your family? I'm just like, it, nothing with business make it relationship. You know, day, hey, did you go anywhere exciting on New Year's? And that stirs up a conversation to evolve it into a business conversation. And you can't stay in the weather report
0: too long though, right? Otherwise they're gonna be like, man, I. do you mind selling me something today? Right. Well, that's but I, that's, that's got to be good in the and, sales. Well, that's the, the dance of sales, mode. right? Yeah. That's the savvy of sales.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the idea, though, is it all starts with engagement. So if you ask a question that's non-business oriented, you're more than likely going to get a higher level of engagement than you would that have you said, hey, are you still interested in that car? I mean, I wouldn't make any sense. Like, you know, hey, it's New Year's. You just had New Year's go on. There's always something going on in the world you can ask about. You know, Super Bowl will be coming up, or, you know, depending upon what area in the market, you know, if, you know, you're following Baltimore or, you know, any of these football teams, you can just, you could relate football into that conversation. You could, wait a minute, you could
0: have a whole dealer channel about positive topics. To talk to potential customers about, rather than you know, like you know, some of those landmine topics that I'm not. Yeah, even
1: it's it's not. It, but you got to start off and be warm to get, you know, a conversation flowing, and that's why it's so easy if you go out there and think about uh, one of my presentations. I talk about is, are you dating your internet leads? Because that conversation—if you're going out there starting a conversation like you just want, you know, you're on Bumble, you swipe left, swipe right. You know, I've been married to everybody for 21 something years, so I, you know, I've been out of the game. But if I was going on Bumble trying to match with somebody and I just said, "Hey, do you want to meet up for a drink?" I don't think I'd get engagement back.
0: You do know? You, do you think that? Okay, Could be wrong. Okay, so is it is it your experience then that there are are there a lot of people that are still Kind of making major mistakes in the car selling dating process.
1: <laughs> yes, they I, I think it's too transactional. That's what I mean. There's a difference of saying, like, here I'll give you a really good example, Jay. If I if I said, um, are there military rebates at your dealership? How would you respond to that? Well. <laughs> This is what you did at the show. You answer.
0: You put me on the spot well, no, here, and I'm like, I don't know,
1: man. Transactional <laughs> sales would say, you know, yes, we have military discounts. Conversational commerce would be like, hey, Jay, thank you for your military service. Which branch were you in? Of course, we have military discounts. You know what I mean? It, it's, a, you oh, know, you're, I can, I the, the customer just opened up. The first stuff. was
0: transactional, the second was Conversation. conversational ah
1: so this is one of your principles of chapter course.
0: one i transactional versus conversational
1: yeah when when the customer is talking to you digitally you have to read in between the lines you know if a customer said something like like let's say they're buying a truck and they're saying hey i'm curious how much will it tow for example you know it, i'd that'd be a great door and say hey look are you towing a trailer, what do you guys, don't I'm just curious, Where are you looking to tow? And you just create a conversation because- Right, rather
0: right. than, well, that'll be thirty-seven fifty per
1: mile. Uh, whatever, yeah, okay. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. but that's what's so what about sales. Sales is an art, and unfortunately, it's getting to be a lost art because everybody's so quick to the sale. Everybody forgets about that relationship part. And I always say, if you kind of think about what relationship is, and it, it's really learning one thing, one thing about the customer and you focus on that ninety nine percent of time and you'll win. That's sales.
0: I remember okay, so yeah, so yeah, I think you were talking about like what you find out some of their you got a potential customer and you find out well, I think what did you say? You look at their Facebook page and see what they're yeah. into?
1: Look right. at their Facebook, look at their LinkedIn. You know, back, whatever it was, 10 years ago, I, I was in the medical industry. And it, when I was interviewing people coming in to work for me, you know, if they didn't research me on LinkedIn and know anything about me, I wouldn't hire them. I mean, just think, that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. 10 years ago. That's so cool. if I go out there and stalk you on Facebook, you know, the the, the thing is, is I'm not... Stalking you. I'm just learning about you. You know, what kind of guy or gal am I dealing with? You know, and if they're into football, if they're into hockey, if they're into farming, fishing, you name it, I could figure out something and learn about you to create that conversation.
0: All right. So, can you, let's say you have a random, okay, you don't get the time. Somebody randomly pops up. You're working in the BDC. You get an online lead. Somebody's looking for a I don't know what they're looking for, right? They're looking for a charger, okay? They got to have a gold charger now. All gold right? charger. And that's all you know. And they don't want to give up information. How do you turn that into conversational versus transactional?
1: Oh, I'd say, well, if it was today, I'd say, hey, Jay, happy new year. I see you're interested in a gold charger. number." If this is going to be happening digitally, I, I'd say, man, that's yeah, a good Definitely call.
0: digitally, yeah.
1: Yeah. I would love to learn a little bit more about your needs. Do you have a second jump on the phone so I could ask you some more questions? I need more information about the vehicle you're looking for. All right. No. Gold charger. Gold charger. Right. Okay. Well then then okay, so then no, gold charger. Okay. I'm I will try to find you what I can. uh but I, I don't know if I have anything in gold, but let me take a look. I probably have other chargers or I may have to locate one just give me some time. Okay, and now maybe
0: I loosen up and say something like, well, is the charger good?
1: Oh, well, then I can say, well, let me send you a video on the the charger. And then I would send you a video on the charger if I had that right there. And then I would show the personality. The trick is like, number one, I'd be talking to you. I would also try to incorporate video. So you're also, now I'm a human to you. So that's the thing, you gotta always think about where do I send a video somebody's not going to send me any information I would try to get my face in front of you and I would send you a video and I would probably send you a video just kind of saying hey Jay hey look Steve Russler here I know you're interested in the gold charger love to connect up with you and learn a little bit more about that not going to take a lot of your time I just have some questions for you
0: see and uh, what's interesting I mean you're so good I, I, I start to trust you immediately now I'm ready okay you send me that video Maybe now I'll do a phone call, right? I'm still gonna yeah, do mean, a, a it, voice changer and everything else because this is 2024.
1: But <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. In <laughs> no, yeah, I that, mean yeah. voice it. changer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Um but but that but look, everybody wants to deal with a human. I think what we take for granted in the car industry is it's so much human interaction. And if, I, if you call up your insurance company, call up your cable company, call up your electric company, you're gonna to talk to like you're gonna sell on hold and people forget about that. I think in the auto industry, people have to realize, and I told dealers about doing this actually the last like quarter, I said, go in your conference room and just call a company and see what that human interaction is like, and I'm guaranteed it's gonna be bad. So it's a huge advantage because if I call the car dealership I'm going to talk to a body, you know, or if I'm, that, that should be a warm thing. People forget about that. And we take that for granted.
0: Well, and I think that's why there is so much, I mean, things are, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, but you know, I have a couple boys and they're on their phone and you know, even if you order pizza now, you pretty much do it online. You don't talk to anybody. Right. And that has a social effect to now where, you know, uh uh-oh. You know, bus drivers like, Hey, are you getting on? You're like, Oh my god, do I talk? You know? And so <laughs> that's where we're headed and, and, and so turning the digital transaction into somewhat of a human conversation, you're saying that is key to solidifying the sale.
1: Hundred percent. Right? I mean look, nobody picks up the phone. Email is kinda dead. If you don't believe me, send an email to everybody tell me you're having a super bowl don't, party and you'll tell have Tell me lot
0: about of- it. I know. My emails are going nowhere.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you have to think like with texting or, um, you know, obviously phone calls. You have to like the. I think the thing that we have to teach everybody is that texting is the number one form of communication. We have to text and earn the right, you know, schedule like what I call a mini appointment for a phone call. Like we did all this through text, Jay. Yeah. I mean, let's well, be honest.
0: I did. I texted you, and you. It's know, interesting, is that I said my emails are going nowhere. Here's here's what I've noticed. If I want to, if I want to communicate, I need to text. Yeah, I can still send an email with like show information and things like that. So I think email's been we're we're more accustomed to an email being just business stuff we can get
1: whenever. Well, but if here,
0: we need to communicate, email's not really the way.
1: Email. In my opinion, this is the way I describe email. Number one, email is a nocturnal activity. You'll love that one. You can use that one, Jay. It's a nocturnal. Like, wow. So you know if it's like I two in the morning, that. That's what's that? I can use it. You well, can. It's well, a. It's. Well, well, I've said. It's actually NADA actually put it in their education school. Of all quotes I have, they have Steve Russell says email is a nocturnal activity
0: I'm That is it's like, oh. awesome. That's what I'm talking about, dude. You are ever. You have this effect. Um, your your style of communication your knowledge it's infectious it's amazing so hey do me a favor you'll stick around for the panel yeah i'll stick around all right do me a favor hang on we'll be right back after this we got tim scatless and nick johnson so stick around we'll be right back
4: auction v commerce is the universal support solution to help brick and mortar auctions respond to the needs of digital buyers and sellers with greater efficiency accountability and more access auction v-commerce is a bridge between the dealers of the past and the auction of the future
3: yeah so let's be honest with it everybody as an operator like myself we're always looking to save expense okay and so if i can get a product that is just as efficient as as another product and yet save a ton of money, that's what I'm gonna do. And so I think the value proposition that DealersLink offers is unmatched, right? For what we spend on DealersLink, for what we get from DealersLink, full spectrum, the marketplace to support the OEM data, the Fastbook tool, the the mobile applications that you have, uh, the value proposition is huge. Um, And I definitely would recommend, I have recommended, uh, we are continuing to install it into our stores uh, as we speak.
4: Request a live demo at DealersLink.com now
3: manage
0: your inventory operations all in one place with smarter wholesale cutting-edge recon market-driven strategies and automated advertising visit dealerslink.com all right links are in the live chat here we go we have tim Scatalus. he is director of major accounts at max digital nick johnson director of operation at Penn's automotive they're with us now in the panel here on nada show buzz on ati tim and nick can you see us and hear us
2: Yeah, hey, Happy New Year, everybody.
4: Happy New Year. Hey, Yep. live from Rochester, Minnesota. Wow,
0: live from Rochester, Minnesota. Awesome. Um, Let's do this. Tim, it's been a while. Say hello again, and then we'll introduce Nick.
2: Yeah, hey, so Tim Scoutless here, director of um, major accounts with soon-to-be, we'll be releasing this ACV Max. Um, I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. I've been with, Max for about 13 years now Uh, I got I cut my teeth in the car business back in the uh, late 90s selling cars for enterprise rent a car then I went to work for a small startup out of uh, Richmond Virginia called CarMax I spent about 10 years at CarMax got scooped up by the uh, Penske Automotive Group where I became a customer of what was then first look and Max and now I run a team of uh, eight or nine folks coast-to-coast where we support max digital um you know with some of the largest dealership groups in the country wow great to be here
0: that is awesome man happy new year that's a a great uh
2: i got a golf clap from steve that's a
0: fast deep history (laughs) My elevator
2: pitch. Getting ready for NADA. Hey, who that are you? What do you do? Ton. Yeah, Get I know. Ready. That
0: is a perfect elevator pitch of a history of background. Um, Nick, please say hello. First time on ATI.
4: Yes, uh, first time um, out of here at uh, Rochester, Minnesota today. Uh, back in 2001, I started with uh, a small group you might have heard of, Saturn Automotive, um, out of the Wisconsin. Uh, I think we were Bergstrom Group at that time. Uh came on to uh, the Saturday St. Paul group and then uh, eventually was with Luther Automotive since 2005. Um, finished with uh, being the pre-owned uh, operations director for Luther Automotive for last eight, nine years. And then came on as operations director for a small um, growing dealer group in Rochester, Minnesota, looking to uh, grow a secondary market. So a little bit different change of pace, a little bit different uh, approach of my daily day operations, but, uh, Good people, nonetheless, that uh, need some direction. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much, Nick. Appreciate it. Um,
0: all right, I now I'm I've been talking and talking. I'm gonna try and get in the back seat. Let you guys drive this NADA show buzz bus. NADA shows in a month. What's such a big deal about it? Why is this such a big deal? <laughs> Man, uh, who
2: already goes? What's what? Listen. <laughs> It'll, it'll be a, um, I say this every, I feel like I say this every year, but it'll be a pretty big show this year. I think last year was big. This year I think will be bigger. Um, dealers and Nick can, can back me up or, or, or argue, but I think dealers will be looking, um, you know, to technology to help. Um, you know, I was listening to the conversation you and Steve were having phenomenal conversation you know, the, uh, there's a lot of job of the huts out there, and uh, you can go and try. I call them Babe Ruths and, uh, you know, spring training players, but, uh, you, you know, you can go and try and hire a bunch of Babe Ruths, but it ain't happening. So I think dealers are going to be looking at technology to help solve some of those, you know, those gaps. What do you think, Nick?
4: Yeah, I think there's going to be, you know, some consolidations as well as looking for some secret sauce, right? So, depending upon the size of your dealer group, you might have different needs today than you had before. Um, you could have the vehicle misrepresented online without the right trim, without the right features, not and price right, and still find yourself selling the car or wholesaling it for more than you bought it. That is not the case anymore. Uh, that migration of customers that went from new to used because the new volume wasn't there, availability, now you're gonna have to see something that reverse uh migration from used to new because why buy used when new is cheaper in certain segments or certain makes and models right so you have to start looking at where should you be spending your time and money and how you want to make it conversational right steve um in your customers but also like i'm looking at this in the smaller dealer group wise like here floor plan expense yes uh, i think jay you were mentioning about floor plan you got to learn about that high interest rates when you start having new cars on the ground you start having used cars on the ground not traveling as fast and your average prices was 46 percent higher than before and used that's a real thing we start having floor plan expense going against your uh, cost and you have to start uh, how do i lower my average investment and how do i lower my costs and start looking at your third-party listings and any other resource you're using gonna be more scrutiny going into expense control i think this year so make sure you have the right tool and training and people, but also expense. I think this is gonna be a big deal for NADA.
1: Yeah, that's what I was hearing, Nick. Just, I mean, I'm glad you kind of heard that because I, I was trying to learn a little bit more on the floor plan. Um, and you may want to even kind of get more granular if you don't mind to understand, like, cause there's a lot of people that don't understand that part of it uh, yeah. and understanding the business from a dealer's perspective.
4: Yeah, well here, um... I'll pay a picture for you. So say you have new car supply, say like a Subaru dealer where you've had maybe seven or eight days supply of new cars. And all of a sudden they say, hey, we're going to produce 30, 40% more outbacks and foresters. And you finally start getting 20, 30 of these units on the ground and there are $40,000. Well, you're paying anywhere between that six, seven, 8% because prime's gone up and you're getting marked up on that. Used cars. Your average investment at one point might have been 16, 17 grand, and now you've been getting comfortable selling late model against new, so your average investment might be twenty-five grand. Well, if they start sitting sixty days, get controlments, you get some fees and that interest. It's eight, nine percent, uh, depending on what your floor plan is. That can add up quite a bit, right? So oh, yeah. that, you know, keeping it tight, keep it a turn, lower your average investment, also your analyzed return because not everyone is about gross is um gross to net but also like net to sales so the higher dollar sales you have to have a higher net to that sales percentage as well anyways does that help at all
1: yeah to paint a picture for sure well and you just made me think
0: it seems like in automotive dealer inventory has extra costs that not all products have many businesses you acquire inventory you know, you've got a certain margin there. You don't have all this interest and time to consider. Whereas, it, Nick, hearing you talk about uh, when, you, when you're considering your floor planning, uh, you really have to think about how long is it going to take to turn this inventory around? That's what we're talking, right? The time. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you don't have that
4: same problem with many other types of inventory. It becomes you know, I don't think so. A learning curve for me this year also has been a cash flow economics right um you know coming from a larger group and low interest rates you could buy cars from all across the country and if it takes a week or a week and a half to get there so be it a uh, smaller group higher expense structure uh, you need to turn that inventory and that money sooner and replace it with something better to, to improve your overall pro- uh, performance so that time to your lot not just to through the recon, but actually to the lot is real time, real cost of money.
0: And I wasn't trying to do this, but we just got back to logistics, and why it's so important to the dealer to know where the cars are. I didn't even think it, Nick.
2: Oh, the, deal, the If the if you're if you're a transporter, I guarantee you that you're getting heat to get the cars back to the lot for these small independents you know oh, yeah. medium-sized groups that are floor plan- planning um they need to turn the inventory they need to keep it going they do not want to get taxed just figure it this way i think the nada average cost to hold a piece of inventory today is about 50 bucks a day and
3: that's you know d-
2: right and, yeah. and just you know the there's more inventory that's turning slower so you're holding on to more inventory at a higher cost for longer Steve, that's where the cost comes in. It's expensive.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's really interesting to hear more on that. And I guess the OEMs used to really help out, right, Nick, on that, and now they're not.
4: Yeah. So you'd have floor plan um, credits uh, in built inside your your invoice, and there still is. It's not to the same extent as it once was. Um, and then it's less lucrative when you have higher interest in a floor plan. But you know. Overall, um, actually, go back to you, Tim. You got more to add on that?
2: No, I, I just – it's something that Steve hit on it a, a good point. For the longest time, and I say I'm going to go on three years. For the last three years, we haven't had to worry about floor plan expense as a care, as a cost. As a, am a vendor just like you are, Steve, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, when stuff gets expensive at the dealership, they start looking in corners where it's like all right shine a light floor plan expense is one of those things that they have to have the inventory um do i have to have that shiny new piece of software i don't know is there is there a competitor that's so when i hear floor plan expense goes up i bet you that is that maybe that where it started with you too it's like hey i'm i'm going up against a, a, a an item on the on the P L that i never really thought i would have to compete against i don't, right. I don't know if that's that's true or not
4: when you start looking at statements into this year, you're gonna see significant changes on new car profitability also in that one line at floor plan, um, especially for some of the slower OEMs like CDGRs, um, and or potentially even Nissan as they start creeping up. Um, one thing I think you should bring up just going into NADA is that um, about a year ago the big ray was street purchasing and buying all these cars when the markets are still going up and how easy it was and you gotta focus on it. And Knowing that markets would correct, how many of those that jumped in at the end have already given up because of prices coming down, depreciations, and values going down makes it harder to buy? You still got to have a strong presence in that um, space. And I think Tim can probably even talk more about with all <laughs> his venture uh, groups that are focusing on it. But uh, that the, with the late model products becoming available uh, new and rental companies are getting filled up with new that's gonna continue to push down those used car values further and further to where people are gonna be upside down and not easily be be able to buy them out, street purchases they may have once had.
2: Yeah, I've been coming on AT, now Jay, what is this? It's probably been three years I've been coming on your show.
0: (laughs) You know, um, I was thinking about recently is that, so we first met, was it like 2020?
2: Yeah, just before on the,
0: uh, like, during uh during the pandemic or Ryan's or just shows, before the right? pandemic, yeah, right, and, and um, I mean really, it's been a while, and and it's what's interesting is that, yeah, some of the parameters have really changed since we first started talking. We've been talking about melting block of ice,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> as many
0: yeah. as many people do, but man, the cost has really gone up. That thing's melting faster than ever.
2: Correct. Right.
0: That's. Harsh. Turning to
2: water fast, right?
0: And here's and what I wanted to mention was, one of the other things that's changed is the digital auto auction. Uh, so many digital auctions now, so many flavors. But the, what what we're getting to is, instead of getting nine at a time, you're buying one, 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 one around the country. That is going to affect the way well. your ice melts.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's um. I think the dealers were um, really working hard to find the right inventory over the last two to three years. So I think as inventory comes back, so we'll see close to 15 million new cars this year, which is great, maybe 16 million and a half next year. As we see more and more new cars, the used cars will start to come up. And I think that that behavior will change. You'll be able to buy more cars closer we might even start to see that in late 2024. Um, but
1: well, the- I even saw the 0% interest rates for a lot of vehicles. And I'm oh, sure yeah. going to help out quite a bit. And, huh. you know, maybe acquiring vehicles won't be as, you know, huge. I mean, I know
4: everybody's going to want to do it still, but I don't Nick, are you seeing that quite a bit? Well, with the incentives increasing, you've got this lingering effect, uh, especially going into the actual seasonal change, of if- Vehicles out there price for asking price and listed price, but not necessarily at the selling price. Because these cars aren't necessarily traveling at the right pace because that you have to get that value prop equilibrium, right? At some point when news starts coming down in their prices and their incentives, use has to follow. So that service loaner, then that CPO, then that used card without warranty, right behind those value propositions eventually have to balance out and have an equilibrium to where why buy one that value equals price has to start to balance out. So you're, you're having this lingering piece of like, oh, I got inventory, it's not quite traveling. I'm still up here with asking price, listing price, but it's not selling. Oh, now I gotta get serious and get rid of it. Where's the bottom? I don't know where it's actually to sell it yet. You just gotta make sure you don't get caught on replacing fresh inventory based off of where you have parts price that aren't selling. So that's, you used to have that every year going into late fall, uh, winter, we have it now, and I think it's going to linger out a little bit longer as more and more incentives come. We've got to still find out where the cars are going to sell at and replace on a way down all the way through. Hmm. Because there's still more bottom to come to get from this 46% increase in used car values down to somewhere where it's going to balance out based on supply and demand anew. Hey, hey
2: Steve, I have a question.
4: are good. I'm sorry. I have a
2: question for you, Steve. Do you see, are you hearing dealers? asking harder questions to you and your team when it comes to knowing more about their customers and the cars no, that they're looking for what
1: actually the conversation we're having uh, very proactive I mean we're teaching about technology um, so the way we go about you know representing drive centric is how you know the dealerships are trying to figure out how to do more with less I mean I think that coming out of covid, you know, you go out there and see how many uh, cars a salesperson was selling. So I always look at these job of the huts, let's just say, and you kind of use Babe Ruth. We have an artificial intelligence built in to drive. So it's helping create a huge chunk of engagement. And so what we're teaching our stores is how to, like, get out of these business rule formats of uh, where I got to chase a customer for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. If we know that 70% of the customers are buying a car in four days and then 82% out going out to 10 days total, that's where you focus your people's time and energy. So I don't have to have a huge staff like I did. And, And so a lot of our stores, the way we go out there and approach it, we're not making a CRM change. It's an operational change. So it's an operational cost benefit to leverage the technology. That's what we're going to be teaching at NADA. And we have a lot of dealers going out there that, you know, people don't have to reinvent the wheel, but they can talk about their pay plans. You know, how many leads can one person handle now? But they're also getting away from all these
4: business rules that are just like 100
1: phone calls, 50 emails a day to do
4: what? Doesn't your metrics change? And when, when you're focusing on customers that are truly engaging here and now, the metrics of what you can handle really starts to vary versus having to do all those extra layers of extra phone calls, extra calls, extra emails to people that aren't in market, right? right. So i do more with less of, but focusing on the here and now, right?
1: Exactly. I think if the dealers focus their energy and talking to the customer where the customer is ripe and buying, that's where they focus. I think the dealers just, they, they want to still go out there and chase that 5% market, but really if they focused on where the meat and potatoes were, they would actually sell more cars. But in a lot of our stores get rid of templates, for example, they just talk to the customer, um, because they're leveraging AI, but let AI go after and chase. Actually, we just did a study. You guys will get a kick out of this. We did a study when when dealers and salespeople, BDC, they're no longer following up with these customers. The AI will reach out, and get 20% engagement, which equals a 4.1 delivery rate. So these are deals for, for you, Nick, where your salespeople aren't touching these customers. Technology is getting that re-engagement and your people are closing at 4.1%. Yep. That's, uh...
4: That's what we
1: need to celebrate.
4: So as we walk into NADA, that was one thing that uh, walking into this year that we went ahead and invested in as uh, one of our AIs It's not necessarily for the, the media people today, even though the engagement it starts, ten- it hands it right over to our staff, but it's that mm-hmm. long term. And once they start engaging, it makes that soft TO over to your sales manager or the salesperson based on what the question or line of questioning is. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that uh, transition.
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's all
1: training. It's about working with like AI and that's what people typically want to fight the technology and they don't adjust their workflow accordingly. And so it winds up interrupting and it's, it's kind of like, I, I give the example, you guys will probably love this. I always give the example of a Roomba. I don't know if any of you have a Roomba, but I get guarantee if you had a Roomba, you don't sweep your mop, unless you're OCD and you're going to spot sweep. <laughs> But 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 the idea is is if you know the Roomba, meaning AI is texting and emailing, then you have your people do like personalized video or you do phone calls or you start what I call quarterback in the conversation for the AI. And I think that's what you're gonna see a lot in 2024. AI is getting a lot of the engagement, you get rid of a lot of workflow flow, and the dealers have basically responders on staff.
2: So so there you go, Jay. That's the theme. How do you do more with less?
1: That's what then, it's, that's
2: what it's going to be about. You
0: yeah. know, I, I appreciate like some of these specifics because when I hear dealer training, I don't think I am alone. I think of like well, you know, lots of push ups and hype, but it's not. You gave some specific examples of what this dealer training looks like, right? And you are right. Pushing back on technology, man, that's universal. This is a universal problem. Every business has people that are trying to push back on the adoption of technology.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll even pick on Nick. Nick, I don't know what AI tool you're using. It really does make a difference. But the question is, when you implement AI, did you adjust your workflow accordingly given the way the technology works?
4: Yeah, we're not making it fit our workflow. We're adjusting to its workflow so that we can build and grow with it.
1: Okay. That's good. Because a lot of times like you buy the technology and you got to kind of figure it out, you know, <laughs> and it's true, right? I mean, it's true.
4: Let's say, Hey, I'm going to sell you this. Go figure out how to shoot video. Right. Yeah, I, at least I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with, I piloted uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago for a company that was looking to buy it out. So I had pretty good experience with it. So then it's like, well, here now in the franchise stores, um, looking for some kind of consistency beyond what I currently have. Um, as we are spending the first month of this year working on our conversational sales process and our difference here at the dealership and actually greeting customers versus making a transactional. So I like that you brought that up. But meanwhile, I'm also working on that long-term follow-up and that uh, engagement piece where, here, now we're going to jump into the conversation here at this point versus poorly doing all of it 100% of the time, right? We have the inconsistency of, you got a three-month or eight-month salesperson is I don't get to the phone calls. I just want to get off them, so I can say I did them, right? It, it, what's your quality control look like and consistency on your approach to your uh, follow-up with your customers?
1: Yeah, and, and that's that's why I always tell everybody is when you're going out there. um Like, here's the thing: is every every activity that we that every dealership is doing is, is steering around engagement. And one of my slides, Nick, when I like that I have when I'm presenting on conversational commerce versus transactional, like, and I'll make it very plain and simple, is whether it's you, Tim, or you, Nick. Do you value 100 phone calls, 100 emails, or 100 texts, or 100 videos? What do you value?
2: I'd I'd like 100 videos. That'd be pretty That's feels pretty
0: deep thinking. to me, but yeah, I would take the videos. You,
1: you tell, well, I don't know what's the right. Well, it, it's whatever gets the most engagement, right? And we, we know texting, right, will get you at least a 34% engagement rate. Your okay. phone call engagement is like 9%, email, or I'm sorry, 12%. Email is 9%. So yeah. what we do at the dealership is we're measuring the wrong activity to for our salespeople <laughs> and agencies to do. That does not get the job done at the right. dealership. It's just they're looking at it. Oh, you made 100 phone calls. You can go home today. Yeah. Well, the quota thing.
0: I'm really biting my lip here. I've never liked quotas. I understand. It's like reps, right? Right. You got right. You got to do your reps, and you got to keep your chops up. But at some point,
4: what are we measuring? (laughs) Right. End of the day, it's got to be you got to open up that Rolodex. There's plenty of hundred thousand mile in- hundred thousand uh, dollar incomes in that Rolodex. Jay, make your calls.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> see, oh man, I would never last in a dealership.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, but see, but that's I where
0: make I make calls. It. I mean, I'll make calls. I get that.
4: Yeah. Make- Here, even like the younger uh, generations now, you get a phone call, they let it go to voicemail. And then they don't, when they do call, they don't even need voicemail. So like, how many of us actually, so I'm doing check voicemail. See, but that's because they <laughs> know you the truth I guarantee, about voicemail.
1: I, and I'll even prove my point. You know, you, you can give me Nick's number tomorrow. I guarantee he will not pick up. <laughs> I make a wager
4: on that. Anybody want to bet? Steve, if you're not already in my phone, you're obviously not important today. But you like might- exactly.
1: But right. that's, that's the, no. Reason. But see, you you just said that. That's proof in the pudding right there. Yeah. The, the customer does not have the store in your phone, so you're not going to pick up. Right. That's my point.
4: Right. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. If some. Uh, if you have a CRM that changes uh, your phone number each time you call, that doesn't help anything either. <laughs>
1: Well you just gotta get your number registered so they all know where it's at. Well so. that unfortunate
0: guy named Spam likely he can't get any help. Um you know, if email is nocturnal, then voicemail is comatose.
1: Right. <laughs> that's What's I don't think point? that's true. I don't think
0: that yeah, I tell I, you what I knew I you think,
4: disagree. I make so voicemail a game. Guy. The chance guy might work a little bit though at time. Right. But like like
0: Steve just said he has to make it a game. Yes. To, to have it make some kind of sense of doing it, right? Yep. Because in, in, okay, in auto transport, I've gone an hour without talking about auto transport. In auto transport, if you're booking a load, if you're calling about a load, and you leave a voicemail, like, somebody will smack you. Why are you leaving a voicemail? Like, that you're never going to get that load, ever.
4: Yep. Don't do that. You're wasting I'm- time. I've got stores that just text their, uh, their drivers they have. I'm, I'm assigning these here on the other side and such and such and pick them up. And it just replied, got them. Like, so it's directly to the transport, right? That's
0: right. That's right. Just text it, just send it over. But um, let's see. I, okay. How to do more with less, by the way, I think, unfortunately, and I think you're right, Tim, how to do more with less. But we all feel like we've been squeezed since the 80s. How much less can we do more with? Although I guess that's why AI has been created. Guess what? You're gonna get less. Happy New Year. Well,
2: well they, listen, everybody was fat and happy during COVID. So, I mean, what, what, what are we ta- what's the problem?
4: Well, there's there's <laughs> be another thing there. I think there's gonna be some disruption in your management staff that we're getting paid well, almost too well. Um, started living up to that expense. And now you are going to be asked to do more to actually produce right. and and start looking and there'll be some um holes left and also you may not have that same training capacity that built the last one so there'll be the disruption so some dealers might be like can i automate some of this and it is the same role of my used car manager or other roles the same today as they once were before
0: um nick had said we're not at the bottom yet although we are almost at the bottom of this show question um fixed ops like stella automotive uh ai voice chat is this are we there or is this still kind of future stuff where we're doing stuff with ai voice you still have to sell the car as a person right
2: my experience with ai on the it's you mean on the sales side
0: I know I've jumped around, but I I know that if you can use AI voice to schedule service, yeah, then you can also use it to manage the lead. Yeah, I don't. Right. I, don't
2: I don't know anybody who's using it to drive you know voice AI to sell cars. Maybe to 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 take the call and move it through the dealership. But, right. Okay. I mean, I do know that there are plenty of stores, and I, I I'm using AI to drive. Um, you know, written, you know, so chat is a big tool that uh, we're seeing a lot of artificial intelligence use. Um, even, e- you know, generating emails, um, you know, following people online and, and, and just kind of nagging them here and there. But as far as like voice AI and selling a car, I don't okay. know
0: anybody who's there yet. That sounds the, well futuristic. Uh, well, it does. Well, I'm glad you said, okay, so, but you answered it, text, AI through text. Because, yeah. like, if I go on Amazon and I got a problem and I text right. for chat support, I don't know yeah. now if it's a person or not. I can't figure out. Care? Who cares? As well, long as I don't I get my problem I, solved, I don't give a it's shit. It's a games, you know? Yeah. It's, like Steve said, it's just, I'm playing
1: games. <laughs> Look, if you're talking at online, you're always talking to a bot. Let's be honest. Everybody you're talking to, I don't care who it is, the first part, first phase one is going to be a bot. Yeah. And it's going to get as much information as it can. To either generate a lead, uh, you know, but it's gonna create as much information as you can versus spending time of a human. Right. That's what it, that's what it's there for.
4: Um hey, hey Jay, you said fixed operations um in the service side. Um, i assume assuming that what you meant by fix ops, yes? I did, yes. Thank so, you. Okay. So one thing that it's kind of a merge between what um Steve and we're talking on the making conversational is that a good chunk of the dealers are migrating towards having that video MPI, that multi-point inspection when they come in for service, and actually having that technician who's not necessarily a people person, but actually showing a real car, your vehicle, underneath what's really going on, intelligently saying, this is good, this shouldn't do this, this should do that. It helps set up and help the advisors guide customers through um, with transparency of how to protect and/or maintenance their vehicle more effectively, um, that's coming a long way, and I think that's going to continue to have large adoption uh, across the industry. I saw, what, I've hey, seen a couple yeah, of those. I think those are amazing,
0: by the way.
2: What's to say a transporter couldn't send? Uh, hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, Tim, I'm yep. out here in St. Louis. All I got right. your cars. They're all loaded up, ready to go. I'll be there in five days. I know there's a storm coming, but I should be able to make it.
0: See it so it's amazing that's actually one of my secret joys is that i'm leveraging other verticals in automotive that are modern and current to try and explain what i think can be done in some of the other verticals that have fallen much further behind i totally agree with that now i think that there are some other things to solve for the carriers to, on average, do that. But, yeah, I totally think so. I know a guy that he has a Facebook page, and he blogs. I don't know how in the world he does it. He he picks up and delivers cars and blogs, and, like, you can not only know where he is, but you can maybe learn about the beignets that he had, at, you know. But, I mean, it's crazy. But, yes, if, if you could personalize auto transport more to the point where... Yeah, it's it's not just transactional, right? It's conversational, it's informative, it's personalized. That would be yeah. That'd be amazing. I'm sure there are some businesses that are quietly doing that and they're they're skyrocketing their business. They have to be. Yeah. So, I'd love to see that become the norm. Like Nick, you said you could text you the, you you know of carriers that help deliver inventory to your location, locations, and those carriers just get texted what to pick up where it is, right?
4: Yep. Yeah, okay. we just, uh, well, at times with we'll text them, hey, I got this, this, and this, and you'll see a sign to you. It's like, oh, thanks, great. Just because you have that long-term relationship of that, you know, that back and forth the PA, that back and forth the Riverside, um, Fort Worth, you know, you just have those kind of common routes built those relationships over the years.
0: So, I think that yeah, that is a good example of just the the roots of what can be done. Um, But yeah, no, it'd be amazing. I've I've never seen that video. Hey, I'm at a truck stop. I just picked up your car. It's doing great. You know, she's ready to go. We'll be there in a few days. Rock and roll. Now, why isn't that happening?
4: Is it the technology? Or maybe is it the rate? Or is it I don't know. So I'm going to pitch Timmy here. Um, We had out about 30 minutes away from Denver, a $110,000 Mercedes that we had to send a Yukon to them. They are buying a Yukon from us. They had this Mercedes that we're not going to keep. We're going to send it down to Miami. And I had to get ACV to go down there and do a condition report on it, make sure it all stood tall. And we were never going to see the vehicle. So ACV gave us all the condition report, all the information, digital, camera, you name it. And we sent it down to our wholesaler down in Miami and never touched the car and everything went well.
2: The guy was happy. (laughs) The catching spot on.
4: Yeah, we got, yeah, yep. Everyone got paid, everyone went well, titles and clean, it's all good.
2: That's a different show, Jay. I guess we'll come back for that one. We'll
0: come back for that. (laughs) Shout out ACV, right on. That was awesome. You know, gentlemen, we went a little late tonight, but, uh, I mean, there was some really great conversation. I mean, I made a note and, and also updated. You know, originally it said AI, EV, FinTech, retailing, and fixed ops. But we ended up talking more about floor planning, training, acquisition. Um, it's interesting. So I guess that's the end cap is what, what are the other areas when you get to NAD, when you get to NADA and you're there, what are other things that are going to get talked about or done that we haven't discussed tonight?
4: Mm. There could be many things, but you know, help me out. The, the biggest popular one for the last uh, year, two years has been, um, the EV piece. And I think it's becoming less of a threat and. uh, as earlier in your show, you are having some fun with it, but there's some uh, uh, challenges with the EV uh, adoption. But as dealers, we're still going to be looking at how to protect ourselves from having a bad battery. And there's different products out there that are going to eventually give you history on <clears throat> those batteries and whether they have a life or not. So you could have a low-mile vehicle worth less than a high-mile vehicle with a better battery. It, it, so that's one piece that is, I think, for the next year and a half, We'll still be in these shows that we have to watch and see where we need to adopt and protect us other the dealers.
0: Well, is the yeah. EV hangover kicking in? Are we coming down to earth a little
4: bit on this? I think so. Well, go ahead, Timmy, because I think the fans <laughs> are sick of it.
2: Yeah. I, I, well, well, I think we'll see. At, uh, that'll be a topic of discussion, right? Over uh, in February in Vegas. But the sentiment, you know, as as Ford is, you're seeing it from Ford, uh, not yet quite from the others, but I think soon GM will hop on board where we're just, we're pulling back. But, but that doesn't mean to Nick's point that there's, they're coming, just not at the rate that we expected. And how do we deal with them? How do we sell them? How do we price them? Or how, does, how do we deal with this credit you were talking about? I got dealers really, up in a tizzy on how to deal with this credit. Um, And then how do we inspect the used ones? And what do we do? Um, How do I know that this, what does good look like on a used EV? And um, how do I transport it? Because those those SOBs are heavy, aren't they?
0: Well, they are. Well, yeah, well, and it seems like there's a lot of problems in front of the transport. How about, you just made me think of, how about a customer that's on the fence? And you got somebody that's like, yeah, go EV, go, 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 go. And then maybe that didn't work out so well. Now they're not happy at all.
2: And what, like, how do you deal with the... the, I mean, I don't know.
0: You know, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, the the EV, as I, the more I think about it, and SNL did a, I was going to run it, but I didn't want to get the YouTube kickoff. But, you know, SNL did a, a, there's a new Mercedes-Benz AA class and it runs on over 9,000 double A's. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> I think it's it's that. that's an old one.
0: Oh, is it old? Okay.
1: <clears throat> I think if it's the one I'm thinking about. Well, it probably
0: is. Tina Fey, 9,000 double A's. No. It's been a no, while,
4: Fey, I do remember. Uh, so,
0: Julia Louis-Dreyfus.
4: In the, in the upper Midwest when it starts getting cold, we see a significant increase of trade valves on range anxiety customers that got into their really excited EV and all of a sudden they started out the morning with 280 mile rate range and they're going go, you know, 160 miles in about 10, 15 minutes in the cold, they're going and all of a sudden it drops down to 120 miles. They don't know if they're going to make it. So that can happen. That is a real thing out there. All of a sudden you have them come back and looking to trade out only to find out that, yes, even the trade values are going down, especially in the winter when it comes to Minnesota climates and or the upper Midwest uh, on those EVs. So. That I think they'll it'll adjust over time and correct, but you got you got those first time buyers running into that situation. How about yep. the dealers that had to decide, faced with the
0: cliff, do we go EV? Do we not go EV? I just would read those. I'm like, man, this just sounds like a terrible situation.
2: Uh, I dealers? think.
4: Uh, go ahead, Timmy. Uh,
2: I, I think some of them are probably calling their lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> know,
4: <laughs> sorry. Has any dealer ever felt good uh, making a decision at the end of a barrel?
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of Ford stores that spent a lot of money to get upgraded. Uh, I, I know of a very, a, an absolutely beautiful Cadillac store that uh, was put in place to deal with the EVs, and Cadillac has yet to deliver on those cars.
1: Oh, we'll see. no. Oh, oh man. man. I don't know. Wow.
2: We'll see what happens.
1: Hey, I do have another thing that I hope they talk about at NEDA, it's all the, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on with, you know, these uh, customer privacy acts and things of that nature, you know, PII, what's all restricted, even texting, how crazy it's gotten, there's just a lot of laws. I really hope that's covered quite a bit in some of the sessions.
4: Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's quite a bit more coming out to say, hey, this is uh, effective January. This is effective uh, by June of next year. Like, There is quite a few things coming at us from all different directions that that the FTP, et cetera, is going to be coming after. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. you need to start watching yourself further and further. Um, especially those uh, lower uh, dealerships are putting a bunch of add-ons that are not disclosed. Um, that would be a, a, a big piece.
0: Yeah, that's right. I think Brooke uh, from BZ consultants was talking about that on uh, facts, not feelings. And also, what if you if just getting a copy of the ID so they can drive, you need to like, delete that, or you can't have it on a certain device or I mean, like, right, it's like, there's a well, lot. like,
1: just know, keeping it. anything inside, like, for example, a database, like obviously, with CRM, <laughs> you, you can't even house that stuff in some of the states. You know, like even it's gotten so crazy and I don't know, Nick, if your state's, you know, I don't think Minnesota is, but then you go down to Florida, you go to some of these other states. If you give a proposal, you can't even put the name of the person on the proposal.
4: It's not that crazy, but yet, you know, you have to have everything protected and then you have to get, actually go through all your vendors, make sure any information you provide them, that they have the right protections as well. So you're liable for those pieces.
1: Yeah, it, it's just gotten really so crazy. So there's
4: a
0: lot. Yeah, okay, there you go. So there's a lot of different ways to get education on topics, and I guess that would be the why there's so many sessions.
4: You know, that's that's one thing. I don't know if um, anyone going to NAD the first time, because you got the such a big show and all these different products out there. There's so many actually good classes and sessions that are before and different times be careful not to give in and go golfing with one of your vendors that's trying to take all your time and keep you away from everything else. Totally, And actually take some time to actually get something out of it. Cause these sessions are pretty worthwhile. Uh, whether it's accounting, whether it's uh, compliance, whether it's uh, sales oriented, whatever, there are some really good sessions there. And, uh, Michael Hayes and his team, they do a lot of good job getting uh, different people in there for NADA uh, amongst others.
0: I, I second that if you let, If you let anybody take you off campus for any event uh see if you can get a clock on that thing so you can get back
1: right (laughs) well you know one of the things that i always think about too is you know like the the show floor i mean let's be honest nick i'm sure you would agree to this and i'm sure tim you'll agree these trade shows are just like nobody goes to the booths as much as they do you know they you know nick's gonna have his badge turned around Yeah season, you know. And, and, but really, the reality is, I, I really wish that I'm saying this on behalf on the vendor partner side is just man learn something about somebody you don't even work with. I mean, you know, you should walk around and if there's other vendors that are competitors, you know, like the store, the 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 vendors are in like a 10 by 10 space. Those are usually the companies that like these big companies buy you know, because they're more tech savvy.
4: These other big companies, <laughs> they don't invest. They acquire. So like yeah. last year, um, randomly I stopped at VedEx, right? And who acquired them? Was that Reynolds? Who who acquired VedEx, you call?
1: Oh boy, I don't know.
4: Hmm. It, it might've been Reynolds, but, but, but you know, is one of the one off that they got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They got a suite here of um, different products uh, offerings. Like, okay. And then all of a sudden they get gobbled up by someone. But yeah, you're man. always just like, hey, I'm working with one vendor all the time, but what's new somewhere else in a similar um, comparisons? Like, okay, is that going to come, or can you work with your own vendor to actually help enhance the product you have, be better tomorrow than you were yesterday?
2: It's definitely um, worth going to. So, Jay, you had the map up of the the West Hall, where hmm. uh, it's the expensive real estate, where hmm. the North Hall, where let's face it, the real estate isn't as expensive, but yet it's worth going through there and talking to people and saying
4: hello startups yeah yeah well that's where we
1: started we started off in that hall because you know NADA does it by a point system so once you start going and you sponsor you get the hotels you get more points then you get a good room yeah yeah
0: so uh just advice on that Tim so okay so yeah, the West Hall, that's the big one, right?
2: Right, where right GM and Ford is in the back and you got the Cox Automotive row and you'll have um the NADA pavilion. That's a great place to go and hang out. They have great um speakers that speak for like 20, 30 minutes at a time. Right. A-, a great spe- but take the Skybridge and go across to the North Hall and and say hello and say what do you do?
1: Wow. And, you know, is that I, where you're at, Nick? Or I'm sorry, Tim?
2: No, we're over. I, I'm with uh, ACV. ACV, yeah, oh, it, it's gonna be over here.
4: You, you we're right have, there. You don't have Pacino say say hello to my little friends.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where our booth is, guys. We're I right. Know. You
4: you're, we're right by the end.
1: You're
2: not too far from where we are. So
0: this is the big show, prime time, yeah, West Hall. Yeah,
2: yeah, we're right in
4: the middle there okay yeah
2: long story where our our spot goes back a long way it's a long story Maxie. one day yeah
4: edge right uh, we go back to edge days or but, not
2: yeah the uh, ryan and associates yeah that's why we got our spot way back in the day
1: hey we just built a brand new booth for this so it better be killer i'm
2: gonna so steve i'm coming to say hello i i i'm excited to, to meet you i've got some we've got some mutual customers that um I, I wanna make sure we're on par with, and I do have some questions about uh, integration on a couple of things that I'm hoping you could point me in the right direction to who to talk to.
1: Yeah, so, we'll have some guys in there. I mean, it, you, typically day three is integration day. Exactly,
2: that's right, that's right. <laughs> I'm there, don't worry.
0: You know, what? what's really, I think what's amazing is, so if you, I mean, if you work in any way with dealers, you're probably at NADA, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or you wish you were, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what—that's so fascinating. There aren't many shows where it is. Somebody said it's the Super Bowl. I mean, this is the this is prime time dealer trade show central of the year, right? This is the this is the big one. Yeah, I know I'm hyping a lot, but i i mean i my first time at nada i don't know 2019 2018 man i mean i got there i was like what happened oh my god i had no idea it was this crazy
1: well and (laughs) and i'll tell you what last year was probably our biggest year and i don't know like uh tim you being at max digital i knew some of your uh, all the folks that worked there way back in the day and i mean everybody's moved on you know with lithia and stuff like that but at Max Digital, that is. You're because are you at ACV or are you at Max Digital? That's so what I was trying to
2: ACV acquired Max Digital in 2021. Okay,
1: got, got it. Okay, but uh, but yeah, our, I'll tell you what. Um, when we first went to, because we were a startup, and I still remember being in the probably the. We're, I think it was San Francisco. We were in like the way in back of the hall. We had this
2: that was a small
1: room, you had to go
2: go outside in San Francisco and get a cab to go to the other place,
1: exactly. We were in building number four, you know. But I mean, last year was just I'd like to think that, um, there's a lot of things going on, like with obviously our competitors that I think a lot of people were. You know, with big company mentality, people want that small company touch as far as in technology with what we're doing. So I think this year with what we focused on with AI engagement is really catapulting it. But the one thing that I would always tell any dealer watching this or any vendor partner watching this is, you know, when you're talking to your dealer partners or you know, the dealers are talking to their partners that they're working with, you need to ask them what's hot. Like who do you know in the marketplace? You know, who you know, if, if I could walk somebody over to your booth, them, you know, because I know and trust what you guys are doing at your company, that that's kind of like what I think dealers need to do. If, if a dealer is going out there investigating and I call it vendor validating, there's no better way to validate than ask your fellow, not dealers. Cause the dealers only know with what they know, but a vendor partner hooking you up with somebody else that knows yep. what you're doing that's gold in my opinion. I mean, no, you got to trust right. your dealers. Don't get me wrong, but people always know with what they know.
2: Couldn't agree with you more.
0: Yeah, I, I will say I really like doing that. Um, I know a lot of people when I go to Used Car Week. Not NADA, not as much. I feel more like a fish out of water, which is why. I mean, I would definitely go back. Um, and I capitalize. I met I met some really interesting people like Matt Jones at True Car. You know, I asked enough questions and met Matt Jones at True Car, uh, which is why I suggest when you go to a trade show, yeah, man, have some A-game, study, practice that elevator pitch, do whatever you can. Don't And don't, don't get roped into a corner somewhere with a couple of beers and then, you know, four hours go by. You know, you want to make the most out of that show. But um, to introduce people in booths to other booths is the jam.
1: When you get to that yeah. point, man, that I think it's pretty cool stuff. if a, if a dealer comes up to me, like Nick, if you ask me, like, hey, what's the, you know, best DR tool out there? I don't know, or what's the best inventory tool? You know, I mean, I'm gonna have like my opinion, but I'd rather hook you up with other dealers. But I know definitely people in those spaces where I'd be like, hey, let me just introduce you to a couple people, and that's what I think the whole NADA, it's really should be about networking and you know to find the right spot versus just you know, throwing a dart on that map and landing somewhere, you know?
0: And can we say that? I mean, I think that, you know, maybe there's too many, I don't know, maybe it's the quota thing. There were several booths I went to. I couldn't even get a conversation going. I'm like, I know I'm not a future customer, but I promise there's, there might be potential in here somewhere, but because I didn't appear to be a customer, I just couldn't get a conversation going.
1: Mm. So I, I got a good one for Nick. I'm going to put Nick on the hot seat real quick, and this will be great for us, Tim. You ready for this, Nick? Yeah. Okay. You're walking by my booth or Tim's booth. Your badge is turned around. Yeah. What can I say to you to encourage you to stop?
4: <laughs> good question. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm probably one of the worst ones at it because – I have a fault of uh, scheduling every five minutes of my time there with sessions and classes and, and vendors specifically. Um, but there's like that five minutes where all of a sudden I finally can walk around and open up and actually raise my head. I still have my badge backwards because of the, the hard closing piece. Um, I don't have a, a perfect answer for you. Damn, uh, man. I was so, going to use it. So,
2: so it is hard to get a dealer
4: to stop. But I think it becomes, it, it's very really hard for us. Like, you, you know, you can sit there and ask, hey, who's your uh, who is your inventory manager tool? Who is your CRM? Um, and then you can say, hey, do you know so-and-so? So maybe if you know someone from the other competitors, that might help you get in there.
0: But What you just brought up is a really – because when I – let's say I'm doing that. I'm, I'm walking down. I'm walking. I'm walking. And I'm not looking, and I'm not. You can no, you. I'm not. I'm gonna keep walking, and somebody's able to stop me, and I and I have an engaging conversation, and then I realize, wow, they did it. That was so smart. I'm glad they did that. But what is it? I bet Steve. I bet you could rope in. There must be. I bet you could rope in that random that doesn't want oh, to Oh, I, dude, you right? never know what the hell I'm Roping say.
1: in randoms. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm the roper. I am yeah, the roper.
0: Man, that's awesome. No
1: doubt that's in my mind.
2: That's a skill. You're very good at it. Yeah.
1: Dude. Dude. <laughs> no, I have fun roping. Uh, that is true. That, I mean, that was like literally when you're at the booth. I mean, you need your ropers and then you have the people, you know, if I go around, I'm, I'd go around a you know, probably Tim's booth. And I'd look for a dealer, and I'd say, "Oh, there's Nick. Hey, Nick, come on here. Let me show you something." Oh, he made like right. silver six on.
0: guns, and he's yeah, man. Uh, if I,
2: if, Steve, I see you at our booth stealing people. I might cut you. I might you know karate chop you or something. Come <laughs> over the top. <laughs>
0: Oh, gentlemen! All right, thank you so much. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the show here. Steve from DriveCentric, Tim at Max Digital, Nick at Penn's Automotive. This was an awesome panel. Thank you so much for your time and Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you. Off
1: clap for Jay. Thanks, guys. Go.
0: Thank good job, Jay. Much. Have a good night. Thank you. Right on. Peace. Thank you. All right, man, that was awesome. Um, yeah, JT, thank you. you. I mean, I can't, you know, I can't plan. I, there's no way I can plan all that. I have no idea exactly when there's the, there's the map. I don't know what we're going to do. I just know that, Uh, you know, I see something approaching NADA, and I know that there's a lot of us that have no idea what this is, what it's about, what it, what you know... The benefits of it, what it can bring, what it can be. mic check one, two, three, and and you know, and and I, I here was what's interesting is, luckily I'm able to, man, the audio is going crazy. I'm able to kind of see, you know, some of the things that I did, and then you know, I'll I'll go ahead and raise my hand and point out like I did not know what NADA was, not fully, and I didn't know how big it would be, and I didn't know exactly who would be there i didn't do hardly any research i just showed up and okay so that's a mistake so before you go to a trade show go to the website look and see yes the education is important but your first year at a trade show you're pretty much just going to be in the expo hall just trying to figure out what's going on but that's not the true for every show and that's why you know if you have a question send me an email all right i'm talking too much I've been talking and talking and talking. I want to thank Murphy Auto Transport, Superflow Systems, Auction B Commerce, Dealer's Link. I want to thank Steve Russell at DriveCentric, Tim Scatalus at Max Digital, and Nick Johnson at Penns Automotive. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the live chat. Mark Groteke, thanks for making martinis. Sure, do appreciate it. And Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first show. On ATI of 2024 got a lot more to do I got uh, what is it another 51 live shows on a Tuesday night Uh, maybe 50 shows ish between 40 and 50 on a Thursday lots of YouTube shorts we're also gonna be doing um, some other types of videos and actually tomorrow I'm gonna try to do a um, live on LinkedIn test so we're gonna see about that see how that goes Anyways, thanks, everybody, so much. Um, If you missed the show live, you can watch it on demand. You can get the podcast. Most people opt in for that. So thank you so much. And remember to tell a friend, like, share, subscribe, talk about ATI, auto business, yada, yada, yada. Okay, Jay, run the car roller. Happy New Year's, everybody. Thank you so much. Peace out.